Hey, what's up? This is uh, the second installment of Doc and the Drummers. I'm here with Kirk, drummer, and here with uh, Dr. Ed, singer-songwriter, guitarist, also does recording. So we're not going to waste time talking about Christmas and crap. I hope you guys had a good Christmas. <laughs> That's as much as, you know, I, I hate the pleasantries. So right out, right off the bat, we're talking about UFOs, and uh, Kirk's one who I think has the most most knowledge on this all i'm gonna say is um, did you know this area 51 did you know that it was uh when area 51 first came out the government denied that it exists yeah and then after so much evidence came out they finally said okay it, it exists but there's not there's no there's no aliens there yeah which to me just screams that i think we're all in agreement that there are aliens what what was what was it you said when, when you first came in about us being alone Oh, it's just, it's kind of hard to imagine that we're the only beings in, yeah. in the, given the size of the galaxy and right. even given the fact that there's a low percentage of planets that are in the Goldilocks zone. That Goldilocks zone? The Goldilocks zone is what we perceive as sustaining life. That yeah. doesn't mean we understand every, every being and every right. form of life. We don't. We only know what we've seen. Yeah. So it, it's hard to imagine that we would be the only anomaly in this whole universe. I agree. Now, I've heard it said that pilots, if you talk to any pilot, they'll, they'll be like, it's ridiculous to think, to deny basically that we have, that you are UFOs is crazy based on the amount of evidence we have. Yeah. Now, you're an army guy. Why is, why is the Navy all over the, the, the UFO stuff that I've seen? Well, there, there's been, I mean, you can go back since people started flying and pilots are saying that there's, you know, there's, there's some, something somewhere around like 97% of all pilots have seen something anomalous in the skies. Yeah. And you, you can go back as far as when we first started flying and, and people have, you know, those pilots have seen it. And the Navy's got, you know, the Navy has their own Air Force, essentially. And so they've got... I mean, like, I was just telling you guys about David Fravor. Yeah. That whole the Tic Tac incident. Um, that's just one thing that's... The only reason why they came out and admitted to the, those three videos, the Tic Tac, the Gimbal, and uh, the Go Fast video, those were the three that we were watching just a second ago. The only reason why they admitted to that is because somebody came out... I don't know, you guys, have you guys heard of the To The Stars Academy? No. It's um, the singer from... Blink 182. Okay. And then that, um, you know who Louis Elizondo is? He's on. I don't know anybody. He, he does all these, on, like on the History Channel. Okay. They, they got to have that UFO show that they were. It's in between seasons now, but. Um, is he the dude they made fun of on South Park? I, I don't watch South okay. Park. Okay. <laughs> there's my cultural reference to South Park. All right, so. <laughs> what's his name? Louis Elizondo? Yeah, Louis Elizondo. He's, uh, he claims that he used to work for. And I say he claims because there are people that say that he never did, but there's evidence to show that he actually, yes, he did work for a, uh, what was ATIP, Advanced Aeronautical something, something, something. Yeah. But it's basically the study of, government study of UFOs. And uh, this, to the Stars Academy, it's, um, uh, what the hell's his name? From Blink-182. Travis? Tom, Not the drummer. No, no. Tom... 
It starts with an M. Anyways, that's Tom Morello, but he's isn't no, he? No, that yeah. Tom Morello's Rage. Uh, Rage. 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 Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, but anyways, he. Uh, it's yeah. it's that uh, guy from Blink One Eighty Two. And so, Stars Academy is that a band? Is that or is no, that? No, it's a, it's a like a um, uh, group, a foundation that studies yeah. UFOs and you know aerial phenomenon and all okay. that stuff. But they were the ones that released those three videos, and where they where they came up with them, nobody knows. Apparently, one of the guys in this to the Stars Academy claims that uh, he was presented. Oh, it was um, you know what? I'm just gonna punch in get their names because I can't think of them. The guy was in, um, was it the Clinton administration or Obama administration? Mm. But uh, he claims that he that he was handed a uh, um, envelope yeah. with a bunch of, you know, hard drives and all, the, all kinds of other shit on it. And those three videos were on there and he released them to, this, to the Stars Academy released it to the public and that's the only reason why the navy came out like two years later and i think it was 2017 when they released those videos that they came out and said yeah this you know this is true because there was no you know there was no denying it tom DeLong, that's okay. his name yeah he's, he's a blink 182 guy but uh it's they've got some some pretty this to the stars academy They've got some pretty interesting videos and, and articles and all that on there. There's a couple different places. There's another another website called The Debrief. Okay. The guy's name is Tim McMillan. He's a former Air Force. Was it Air Force or something? I can't remember. Maybe it was just I know he was a cop. But he does a you know, he does a lot of research into it too. But I mean there's a lot of information out there. There's Pod, all kinds of podcasts like I was telling you earlier the podcast I listen to uh, mainly is uh, um, the podcast UFO that's, yeah. that's the guy does he have an uh, did, Tom Willis from Ireland does he have an Irish accent no okay. no not that guy there's, there was that's um, uh, I can't remember which one that is uh, that, I was doing some research on the way here <clears throat> and my research was I'm going to listen to five minutes of podcast and it was a, some English dude yeah. But Joel Rogan seems to have the corner on this market a little bit because of he's able he has access to such good guests. Yeah. Did he have that Bob Lazar on there? He's had Bob Lazar on there, yeah. Um, Did you watch it? Like what was the gist yeah, of that one? I've seen I've seen that one. Um it was Bob Lazar and uh, Jeremy Corbell the the producer of that. And did you watch? You said you've seen that. I I saw the Netflix documentary, but it's been like a year or two. Yeah. You know, well, Jeremy Corbell's the the guy with the beard. Okay. The producer whatever of of that of that um that special or yeah. whatever you want to call it and uh they had those two on there and george knapp he, he was a um a tv guy yeah uh news guy in las vegas back in the 80s and he did an interview with bob lazar you know what what yes hit, this hit is his face and he hit his face and all that stuff and yeah and bob lazar was talking about everything that's going on out at s4 which is part of area 51 okay and he was calling it S4, and uh, a lot of the things that he talked about, you know, people were saying, oh, you know, it's just a bunch of bullshit, and it ended up being true, like this uh, Element 115 or whatever, it just, just came out a couple years ago. Yeah. They came out and added this element to the periodical tape, periodic element tape. Did you hear about this? What's that? Whatever this Element 151 is, have you ever heard of that? Element 
115. Yeah, it was just added a couple couple years ago. They added it, but this is supposed to, supposedly the fuel for UFOs. Holy crap! Yeah, and it's a. Uh, I guess it's it's such a such a dense material that it bends it bends light, and there's supposedly a Bob Lazar has a video. But he taped over it, and there's only a portion of the video yeah. that they show where they have it's like fog, and he puts this stuff in there, and it you know it shows the light going around it, and yeah. it's it's pretty interesting. But I thought most of those upper elements were just experimental elements that they <laughs> developed. Not yeah, well, they I guess they with the because the, they don't I, exist very long. You can't, yeah, that hadron you can't mine them; they're they're synthetic. Yeah. That, that oh. Hadron Collider, whatever they that thing they built in Switzerland or wherever it is, that's where they came up with this, you know, dark dark matter, and that's what this element 115 is. But yeah. like you said, it's okay, they yeah. they said it's very very unstable and yeah. it doesn't last. But apparently, the aliens have figured out how to create it, mm. and and I guess this Bob Lazar was saying that that they take this material. And the way that they use it is they like razor thin slices and they put it inside of this little, he said it's got like an antenna deal and there's like a half a basketball thing and they put it in, in there and then they put this half basketball thing on top of it and through this antenna and then the things underneath that creates that and um, that Bob Lazar was saying that when he first saw this, you know, they showed him because he was hired, they wanted to hire him to, to backwards, um, what do they call it when backwards planning we call reverse it? engineering reverse engineering yeah. i want that i came up with a word i'm very helpful to this podcast but they wanted him to reverse engineer this propulsion system yeah and he said when they showed it to him once they put put this basketball half basketball thing on top of a on top of the stuff he couldn't push on it there was no way to, to touch it he like said a force it was, field? Yeah, it was like a force field around it and mm. apparently that's what you know, it's it's like a propulsion system that, the way he described it, is it basically reverse gravity and it's like opens up, and the, the whatever the craft is just kind of like falls into it. So what you do with it, he said, is hey, it had like these tripods. There's, there I guess he said there was nine different um, vehicles that they found, yeah, UFOs that that they had at this S four. And he said one of them. He said one of them had a huge hole in it, like it was shot down. And he said, and at least one of them that he knew of was from an archaeological dig. Oh so wow! It's been here like hundreds of years, millions, thousands. Of thousands. Oh, you think that long? Okay, holy God. who knows how long? Well, it's been. I know there's a lot of ancient uh, like indications of alien beings that have come down to Earth. There's a lot of hieroglyphics and. Things like that, the paintings yeah. and stuff that they see—they're, you know, they're showing something out of the ordinary. Nope. You know, I think one of the things that people really forget about everything is that everything we know is only things that we've developed the knowledge of. Yep. They're, you know, like one of the things I always tell my students when I teach them, I said, college should teach you how much we really don't know. Because what it should do is it should create more questions than it answers. Mm -hmm. Because you should start questioning more because you know more. And so I think that's the, you know, common problem that we have with our whole society. And, and you know, the, one of the problems we have is what I call the arrogance of man. 
he thinks he knows everything. You know, my, my favorite uh, um, example of that, I think it was in 1894, the head of the patent office, that's when they had... See, in 1860, they, they figured out how to create commercial steel. So that started the Industrial Revolution because steel is like a miracle material. Mm. It just, you know, it's just, it's unbelievable the properties and the things you can do with it. So we had this huge expansion of inventions and that was the Industrial Revolution. So this guy went in front of Congress and he says, you know, we might as well close the patent office because everything that's going to be invented has been invented. Ah. So it just no, shows kid, you. No, isn't that crazy? Yeah, it just shows you every, every stage of mankind <laughs> people, people that gain knowledge think yeah. that they know everything and we know everything and we really don't. And it wasn't that long ago that we were struggling as a species just to survive on this planet. Right. You know, one of the stories that was really interesting is it wasn't until we learned how to commercially agriculture that we started having cities. Yeah. And that's what held humanity back for tens of thousands of years because... We never could develop the cities. Everybody, because you had to have so many acres per person, because everybody had to self you know, subsistence. Yeah. You had to grow your own food and and make your own and have your own cows, so you couldn't live in a city. So it's interesting how you know societies developed by what's what technology we have around. I, us. I'm going to trip out on. That. I, I I love that about. We should just close the patent office. Yeah. Everything's, I mean, the, the, the limited vision on that. Right. To just say, like, yeah, we're just done. We're here. Right. So <laughs> you it's know? like this aliens. In, yeah. In, I mean, how, how can we say that there, there is not something else out there? Right. And there could be life forms that we don't even know. You know, we, we base everything on carbon. Yeah. But that doesn't mean that every type of life form is carbon-based. Especially since there's so many other planets out there that we can't even right. get to. One thing I heard, and with you being in the military, you know the Star Wars defense? It's kind of like that. I've heard that there have been alien interference, you could call it, but kind of to save us that, if I remember it right, they were saying that nukes were launched or something happened, but they were shot down, missiles were shot down from some alien that wasn't us. Have you ever heard of something like that? It was yeah, like, there's... So a couple places in, um, like Montana or Wyoming, yeah, you know those the missile silos out there, where there's been reports that, you know, they saw strange lights, and they you know they come and hover over the missile silo, and then all of a sudden it, it shuts down. Yeah, the whole thing just starts shutting down, and uh, there I know there was one, I remember hearing something about, uh, they were going to they were just doing a drill. You know, and it came across that this is a drill, and they started getting it ready to launch. And all of a sudden, the light showed up, and everything shut down. So they had to like turn it, basically restart reboot. everything, yeah. reboot the entire system. And you know, it was. Have like you ever a, heard of that? Or no? Okay, because does that that kind of makes me feel good? Like maybe aliens are watching over us, so we don't. Maybe yeah. they're like the Galactic Thor. Who's Galactic Federation. Federation. Like that. <laughs> like that. that have, yeah. Did you guys hear about that Israeli scientist or whatever? He was in charge of their their whole system over you know the whole UFO alien yeah. space thing. He's in like his eighties and he's just released a book claiming that you know there there's aliens have been visiting us for a long time and they're actually the ones that are behind the deep state. They're the oh, they're the ones that are saying that you know you have to. Uh, they want to release this technology to us, but they're afraid that we're going to kill each other. You know, we're going to destroy each other. And, and he also claims that uh, humans 
are like Neanderthal type creatures and <laughs> the rest of this Galactic Federation if we had this technology they're afraid that we would come over, come in and just kick everyone's ass because we would be able to that gets into the second part I, I was going to say because I do think that the I think the government knows I think everyone not everyone people enough people know thousands of us especially people in the government know that we have this technology I don't think we, they want us to know about it I don't think they want to come out and officially say the White House says Yes, UFOs exist, aliens exist, because they're, do you, I think there would be mass panic. What do you think? Well, I, I think the problem is we just don't know enough. Yeah? I think there's just not enough evidence to, you know, hard evidence to say. And that, you know, that, that's a really difficult thing that people, you know, people just have faith in things. One of my favorite things was, you know, when this, this priest was talking about how people you know, atheists say, well, there's no God, you can't touch him, you can't feel him, you yeah. can't see him. And so this guy turns it around and says, well, do you believe in evolution? And they say, yes. He goes, well, there's no proof of evolution. So you believe, right? Right. It's kind of an interesting concept because that's what the missing link is. There's no proof that ev- that there's a, that we don't have any proof yeah. where we've seen a species move from one species to another. Right, because they had that Lucy, which and that's that was what a, that evolution was a fraud, is, right? That's the whole basis of evolution. Yeah. We evolved as a species into what we are today, but there's no proof. Yeah. So, and, and that's what the problem with everything is. We have to, we have to figure out, first of all, we got to figure out the science. Yeah. Or have some idea before we can start to figure out what it means. Right. So, it, I, it's, there's so, I mean, I think the world's just so complex. I still think it is funny, and I... Like, I agree with what you were saying, Kirk, about <laughs> if there's a federation that they would look at us as being Neanderthals, we're just going to... We have this Eremodium, whatever, chemical, so we're going to go... We're just going to nuke all these planets or whatever. Yeah. You know, or try to conquer them, because that's just how humans are? Yeah. Do we suck? We're Do you think violent. the rest of them look at us like the redheaded stepchild of, like... Probably, because we're the universe? a violent society. Yeah. And, uh... <laughs> You know, people are, and, and there is a lot of evil, you know, yeah. people with evil intentions that, you know, looking out for themselves and all that. Just look at the history. I mean, how many people have tried to take over the world? Yeah. Right. And, it, and, and people are, people are really, you know, harming themselves if they think that today it couldn't happen. Yeah. And I, you know, I believe we're seeing the manifestation of that now. People are, are taking advantage of things for their own personal gain and not for the society's gains. One thing I'm grateful for, especially when it comes to like UFOs, or otherwise known as UAPs, and I already forgot what it stands for, UAP. Unidentified Aerial Phenomenon. That's right. The nice thing I think about having social media and stuff is that you can't keep hiding, you know... No, it exposes things. It exposes... I mean, look at... Back in the 80s, 70s, 80s, and and I'm just... Because that's my time. You had to wait for Dan Rather or somebody you, to give us... You were a crackpot if you... Oh, yeah. That. I mean, you know, and it's funny because my old... Jim, rest in peace, my old uh, guitarist there, he claims he was abducted by UFOs. No, I believe in UFOs. I don't think he was abducted. You know what I mean? Yep. But I also know somebody else who's a credible guy, um, also named Jim, that's funny, who swears to God he was abducted. I think it was a Lance Aura area. Mm. Um, Maybe they're looking for Jims. Yeah. <laughs> If you're named Jim, you better watch out. <laughs> you know, um, but have, have you either? Of you guys talked to anyone who's had an encounter or? Uh, 
UFO encounter? Yeah. No, I mean, I've seen, you know, out here, especially at night, you know, you come out here at 11 o'clock at night, there's some strange shit going yeah. on. You know, you look up there and there's definitely lights moving around and all that. Right. But I've never met anyone personally that's, like, been abducted or, you know, but, you know, I... I've seen, when I was living in Illinois, well, I've seen stuff out here. Yeah. Some strange shit that happened a couple summers ago. I had, you know, my band in Germany. Yeah. We released the album, and I had those guys come come up here, and we kind of re-recorded it all. And we were sitting out here one night, you know, we were partaking in some adult beverages. <laughs> but we were sitting out here, and we're just looking up at the sky, and there was, there was you know, satellites going across. You could tell there were satellites. But there was one that was was moving across kind of the opposite direction of all the rest of them. And it kind of did this kind of half swooping turn and then turned around and started going back the direction that it came. And then it kind of stopped and then it started moving again. And when it started moving again, it was like almost like if you had a flash, somebody had a flashlight and they like moved it across and it shined in your eyes for a second. Yeah. That's what it did when we were sitting out here and it was like, it just got super bright and then went dim again like it was, you know, I mean, maybe it was a satellite and the sun was reflecting off of it just mm. at a perfect angle that, you know, right. it shot us in the eyes. But, you know, that was one incident that I've had. And then another one, when I was, uh, I was in high school and a buddy of mine lived, well, I just, just out of high school. It was like summer vacation after I was graduated supposedly yeah. I got my GED but yeah we were at my buddy's house and he had roommates that were in the Navy this was down in Great Lakes Illinois it was in North Chicago but he had roommates that were in the Navy and they didn't like smoking you know they didn't want anybody smoking in the house so we went out on the garage roof is where we'd go out there and smoke right and we were sitting there on the garage roof and uh, <clears throat> you could look out and you could see over Lake Michigan you know, because this is right there by Great Lakes, which is right on Lake Michigan. And you could see out over Lake Michigan, and there was, like, three lights. And we thought that maybe they were jet. There was a Glenview Naval Air Station is just down the road. Mm-hmm. And we thought maybe they were jets from Glenview. There was three of them, and they were all traveling along. And they were, like, you know, doing different maneuvers like they were out there. But then all of a sudden they merged into one, and they started moving around, doing all kinds of crazy shit. And then they split back up into four. Yeah. And then they all just took off. They were just gone. Like, they disappeared almost. It's not like they moved one direction or moved the other direction. They just, like, it was like a flash and they were gone. Right. All four of them. And that was the the other incident that I've seen that, you know, I don't know what it was. Maybe it was just jets from Glenview or something, but. It's funny because it was next to a naval air base, too, that yeah. it happened. I mean. <sighs> well, this was, it was over. It was definitely over Lake Michigan. Yeah. You know, it was out there a ways, and we were looking in that direction, so we were looking due east. Right. Yeah, you got to wonder, like, we don't have, as far as I know, we don't have the technology to just take off and do those things. I want you to tell that story about um, the dude who felt, put his hand on the thing and had the binary. Oh, yeah, the, the Randlesham. Yeah, talk about that real quick. Because Randlesham Forest incident. There were... It was at, at Randlesham Air Force. I think it's Randlesham Air Force Base in the UK. And there was a report of like some strange lights in this forest. And so the you know they sent a group of guys out there to investigate. 
and there's actually an audio recording that like the lieutenant or whatever the guy that the officer that was in charge did an audio recording and they they went up and they were you know checking this thing out it was sitting in the middle of the forest yeah all kinds of weird lights and stuff you know and uh one of the guys went up and touched it and when he touched it in his mind it was like a binary code ones and zeros just this thing that was stuck in his head and he just couldn't get it out of his head so he wrote it all down and what it ended up being when they deciphered it he had no idea what binary code was or any of that this was back in the 70s i guess he had no idea but when they deciphered finally deciphered it yeah it came out to be uh um um coordinates to some spot in ireland hmm. but so, you said they don't know what that spot is it's just a no random idea. spot it's just a eh? random spot in ireland somewhere i can't remember if it was in a like a little island off the off the coast of Ireland, yeah. or if it's it was actually in Ireland, I'd have to look it up and you know. Right. But it was some spot in Ireland is what it what it was deciphered to. I mean, they say math is the universal language, but if they're doing um, like you know, and he was talking about some ship making its own gravitational, like, how would that work? <laughs> you know, because you can you can metal bend. Well, we don't we don't know all the technologies available yet. I right. Mean, that's the. Yes, problem. we do. We closed the patent office yeah. a long time ago, Ed. What but, the hell? You know, there's there's. You know, it's quite obvious if there's something out there, they're probably using technologies that we haven't even developed yet. Do you think, in your mind, that that's like the biggest reason to argue for the existence of aliens? Is that because I look at it like real basic, like. Other planets have different materials available to them, you know? Like we, like the steel thing you were saying, we found steel, or I don't know how they... Well, iron's pretty prevalent in the universe. Yeah? It's in a lot of comets. Nickel's a pretty prevalent. Okay. So, you know, I don't know. That stuff is hard to know if there's different elements or different, you know, the... I, I think one thing you can't do is put any boundaries on knowledge because we, you know, even like you were talking about math being the universal language, math was developed by man. Right. Ooh, man, good point. Man developed math doesn't mean that math is correct and math is the universal. Oh, Ed, you're coming with the good points. Cause, but I always thought of it like math is universal element or language and truth is truth is truth is truth. But that doesn't necessarily mean that we know even with math that because it is a man-made thing well there's some things in math that are still developing but the basics of math you know they're pretty sound you know yeah one plus one is two we know that that's our reality right but it doesn't mean that is reality ah that's deep you know you could always i mean people people have to always be open to anything yeah if you close your mind to anything then you'll you'll you're gonna hinder your progress and that's what happens to man yeah to be quite honest with you, the United States was probably the greatest gift to humanity that ever existed because it unleashed the creativity of man. Right. What happened up until that point, man has always been, um, he's always been overseen. He's always been told we, you know, like when you have kings and you have people that are dictators, they think their knowledge is the gospel and everybody has to succumb to that. So they hinder the creativity. Right, of man. right, right. So what happened in the United States? Our founding fathers did this wonderful thing. They just said, "Well, it's up to the individual. You can do what you want. We're going to get out of your way, and just let everything go." And you know, within 
with not even a hundred years, we became the richest country in the world, and we've yeah. created so many technologies that are unbelievable to the rest of the world. It's just, I mean, that's what started the industrial revolution was the creation of steel, commercialization of that. We when had, was that, and when was Tesla around? Because I got eighteen sixty was the creation was commercialization. Okay, of that's steel. what you're saying. Yeah, that I mean, steel had been around for a long time, but it was blacksmiths and it was kind of a black art. And then they started developing science in the 1800s. And when you say it was a black art, what do you mean? Like, well, like uh, okay, so, <laughs> well, no, science, the science in, in itself, science is the study of things and the phenomenon around us. Yeah. And we base that on what we know, and then of course we try to create new knowledge from developing that. But science is got some very important things to it. It's very um, regimented. Yeah. You, you have to do experiments, and those experiments, you try to control variables, and then you try to... So man's very simple. We just try to we try to manipulate one variable at a time, and we try to hold all the other variables constant. Yeah, That's, control group, man. Right, but the problem is, is man doesn't know all the control variables that exist. Right. So when people do experiments, they think they got everything in control, and then weird things happen, and then they, they try to make interpretations of that when it really might be a variable that they didn't realize is mucking up the works. Yeah. So science has has relied on, on starting to peer review. So what happens is when people do things, other scientists look at it and say, all right, is this is this legitimate? Is this guy thinking properly and coming up with some logical steps that and some experiments that help understand what's going on? Right. A black art is when they're when they're not doing that regimented writing things down and trying to build on them and see like you have to if I do a paper in science I have to go back and look at all of the history of all the writings of man related to that subject and make sure I'm not doing something somebody's already done. And isn't that how or, you get your PhD? Is you do a thesis that has we never have been done before, or is, is yeah you do some like unique research? Yeah. So you do something nobody's ever done before. Oh, there's there's so many things that nobody's that like done. Work. It's a lot of work, dude. <laughs> so, so a black art is when you're not doing that yeah. systematic understanding of things by using gotcha. observation, experiments, and data to help you formulate where you should go. Black art is saying, well, I think this is going to work. I think we should do this. So it's just man saying, I think this. I'm going to ask you guys a question and this because this blew my mind. Are you guys familiar with Nicholas, Nicholas Tesla a little bit? Of course, oh, bit. right? Do you know what the first year he had, and I hope I'm I, 99% sure this is right because I watched a documentary on him too. He made a remote control boat out in the, like in the little water there. Um, and people saw it and they thought, they thought somebody was underneath there holding the boat. Do you know what year he did that? 1898. That blows my damn mind. I mean, like, as a scientist, do you think. I think Tesla, I mean, Edison's amazing, but they had a rivalry going on. I mean, Tesla wanted to work for Edison. You know, uh, Edison had the uh, the DC, and, mm-hmm. and Tesla, if you ever heard the story, said that he was walking along one day, and it, it just came into his mind, that the alternating current. The whole, he just worked out, I guess, on chalk. Did you ever hear that story? No. Nope. Oh, dude, it's amazing. But the reason I'm smiling is because he's a critical thinker. Yeah. Yeah, and he got a lot of crap. You know, because he thought about it and figured out new knowledge. Right, and see that new knowledge was scary because yep. Edison would electrocute elephants publicly. Did you guys ever hear about that? No, he he would kill that. elephants in public 
with using AC to show people how dangerous it was. Oh yeah. You, oh, it's crazy. You know what I mean? So part of me thinks, and I don't know who who knows where God or aliens or like where did that thought come from? But I think if you have a truly open mind, you'll look at stuff like scientifically. If you're really being open, you look at evolution as a possibility. But if you're really being open, you also have to look at creationism as a possibility. And you have to think about the possibility there might be something else. Right. That's truly having an open mind, don't you think? Yeah, you know, we're, right now, we're in the process of of creating artificial intelligence. Yeah. With, with, you know, robotics and stuff like that. Who's to say that we're not a form of artificial intelligence? Yeah, you got to look at that. I mean, it's a possibility. Yeah, who's to say that we're not? In fact, I just heard that two artificial intelligent robots started talking to each other. And they shut it down. They're like, okay, whoa, whoa, whoa. Did you guys hear about that? Yeah. That's that crazy. That was a, a couple of years like. Oh, that was years ago already? Yeah, a couple of years ago, like two years ago. I oh, think that behind the curve on this stuff. Maybe a year ago. I know it was, yeah. you know, it didn't happen like yesterday, but it was. I have a buddy who is very concerned with artificial intelligence, thinking that that's kind of going to be where we, that might be our demise, you know? Well, yeah, because they're going to think that, you know, they know what's what's best for us. Right. Yeah. <laughs> well, if you think about They'll it, probably be progressive. He, he, creates, <laughs> he creates something that thinks independently. You have yeah. The danger of them thinking independently. Yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah, kind of literally creating a Frankenstein monster. And, yeah. like, you know, especially I always think, like, ah, if they're actual robots, like Star Wars droids, how are we going to beat them? You know? Well, it's lasers. funny, too. Uh, one of the problems with technology, I think, that's happening is that, and humans have to realize this, is. We're, we're kind of destroying humanity with technology. So my, my analogy with this is technology has been exploding. The things we know today are just incredible from yeah. what we've known before. But the difference is that today it's really different on how people create this science. It's a lot more simplistic in terms of the fact we have these complex instrumentation now that we can get data that you could never get 50, 60, 70, 80 years ago, yeah. right? And like, especially in my field of materials, there's there's so many things that we can look down to the atomic level that they couldn't do before the 60s. But now you read these papers and they're really not very good. They're just report some data and not a really lot of thinking. And then you read papers from back in the 50s and beyond and it's unbelievable. What, the, their theories? or Well, these guys, they wrote these big papers and they just had this incredible thought process. And the reason why they had to do that is because they didn't have all this wonderful instrumentation. So right. they had to use their brain to try and figure out. So what's happening is we're, we're relying too much on other things to do our thinking for us. Mm. And we're losing our ability to function properly. My, a good example I always tell my... I, I teach a outreach all the time to high school kids and younger. Yeah. And so the big analogy I use is Wally, right? So what the happened movie? in the movie Wally? Okay, what I happened to those people on the ship? Yeah, I don't know if I thought. You ever see that one? They no. They got fat. They couldn't move. And the reason why is because they, they created, they engineered all this technology yeah. to make their life easier, but then they didn't have to do anything. And so they, the society started falling apart. I did not see that movie, but I could see. Uh, just making sure it's still recording. I could see that being, well, dude. I mean, that's half my my favorite thing to do in the world is to. Uh, last night, you know, I'm like, I'm going to allow myself to overeat and watch Wonder Woman 1984, which I did, and I liked it. 
but yeah, I, uh, I don't know. Technology, I, I mean, there's so many good things about it. I guess the bad things, I don't know. Did you know that, like, I look at my son. He's always on playing, like, gaming, you know, to the point. Right now with stupid virus or whatever, it's like, okay, I guess isolate. That's cool. But uh, who was it that I was listening to? They said, I think it was, maybe it was Joe Rogan, said that uh, when the kaleidoscope came out, you know, that little toy kids playing, they they had the same fears that they do about the smartphone nowadays, right. that it's going to ruin kids' minds. It, it's, you know what I mean? Well, so we, maybe life is resilient. And, yeah. You know, it, maybe one of the things, like the gaming stuff, Yeah, one way you can think about that is it actually does teach them how to critically think a little bit because they have to strategize. I like to think and of so, it like that. And I have coordination maybe. Yeah, I mean, in a way, there is there is some benefit to that. And maybe we just, you know, don't see that. But yeah. on the other hand, it is kind of causing some physical problems. There's actually a syndrome oh, God. with your shoulders from... From hunching over and your key on your game, you know, really? with your game controller. Yeah, I can. I suppose it makes sense. Any repetition so like what that. What happens is people aren't really doing any exercise, and that's what's happening to kids. You know? Yeah, they they kind of cutting out a lot of the physical education, and they don't really do as much as. I mean, I remember when I was a kid, you come home, you eat out the door, and you come home at dark. Yeah. Oh yeah. You know, you're up. Go outside. That's because you didn't have technology to sit in a sit in a chair. We would have done that if we had it. But yeah. We didn't. <laughs> I know, then I get mad at myself because I'm like, you know, my kid, he's 18, it's his last Christmas at home, and he's like, all he wants is a PS5, but, and his grades are excellent, and he's a good kid, so I'm like, I'm going to get him the stupid thing, and then I'm probably going to be pissed at myself for getting him the PS5, <laughs> you know, it's like Louis C.K. talking about, yeah. why why is he playing the playing PlayStation so much? Because you bought him a PlayStation, <laughs> you know? Well, it's so. just like when, you know, when MTV first came out, I was like, yeah. you know, 14, and sitting there watching MTV for three days at a time and my mom <laughs> tell me get your ass outside you're gonna end up getting fat and yeah turning you're gonna ruin your and eyes you're not gonna sit there and watch tv all damn day get outside so ended up getting booted outside but, yeah you know say it's the same thing when you know like when cable tv came out right their parents had that yeah. fear that kids are just gonna be sitting inside the whole time and you know not doing anything but right. you know we adapted yeah we did we did i mean i, I think fortunately people enough figure out life enough to how the hell do you stay so skinny anyway you just got good metabolism or what you jerk work work my ass off yeah like when you say eat when, right and try uh, to work my ass off jeez that eating right no I'm I'm starting to get into it now I'm looking at like I'm even drinking I'm trying to drink my diet do I'm trying to cut down on that and I'm trying to cut down and drinking them out of um, aluminum cans which actually has the best taste but I'm hearing there's a link from that to uh, dementia hmm. so you heard anything on that? No, mm-hmm. oh, I hope not, because beer comes in aluminum cans. Yeah, I, <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't worry too much about aluminum. No? Being absorbed. I'd be more worried about polymers. Mm. Plastics. Oh, really? So drinking out of the plastics well, is worse. The, from a materials perspective, what happens is you, if so, it gets kind of complicated, but yeah. you have a melting point of a material. So if you take half the absolute melting temperature of that, absolute means in the, the Kelvin scale. Yeah. So there's a celsius and a fahrenheit scale and kelvin is zero kelvin is absolute zero. that's the absolute zero that's the coldest you so, can be right yep yeah yeah so um so um we're just um, you're talking about the melting point now oh yeah and it makes me point. think though about so what happens is what too. i was going to get to is that about if you go up to half the absolute melting point then atoms can move in a solid Oh god! And so that's that's when you get to the point where you have to begin to worry you're about absorbing it in the blood brain barrier and well, all that or what no i'm just saying that 
I'm just saying, you know, the polymer has got a low melting temperature. So, for example, if you if you have a, um, a can or a bottle, yeah, and you and you have a plastic bottle, yeah, the plastic bottle probably after about a month or so won't have any fizz in it anymore because the carbonation diffuses through the plastic bottle because it diffusion's active because you're above half the absolute melting temperature. When it comes to microwaving stuff, I've heard this before that you shouldn't microwave like things in a styrofoam container or something. Do you know anything about that? <laughs> well, I think you can such a random melt question, it, but if you yeah. get things too hot, yeah, maybe, I don't know. Oh my styrofoam is kind of a yeah. You know, I don't know if there's moisture inside there or something. I don't know what the it's gonna get us, man. Yeah, you can't put metals in there. Metals. Will well, yeah, metals will. They still can't figure that crap out. I've, I've microwaved like a styrofoam cup with coffee in it before yeah and i left it in there too long and like the yeah the the I, cup kind of deformed itself and yeah it, like burned a hole in the side that's scary i've yeah. actually heard it no joke speaking of this and we're getting back to the aliens things i've heard that microwaves were alien technology given to us too well how the how microwave came about was a guy they're working on radar mm-hmm. and a guy had a candy bar in his pocket yeah. and it melted the candy bar yeah. when he got too close to the oh radar. i never heard this story that's yeah. interesting yeah that's how they invented the microwave. Yep. That's why it was called the radar range when it first came out by Amana. Oh, yeah? The radar range. They were, they were used, trying to use it for radar. Yeah. That's very interesting. It really is. I love, like, hearing how 3M started because they were trying to create the, the stickiest substance of, available. And then there, it was like a mistake. And they're like, yeah, this is kind of handy. It's like yeah. semi-sticky, you know? So Minnesota Mines and Minerals. That's is that the 3M? Yeah. yeah. This is why I tell people... This podcast is educational and entertaining at the same time. I'm learning shit right now. So listen, I suppose we're going to wrap it up on this, but if I if I were to ask you, Captain Kirk, <laughs> hey, that's the Star Trek thing. It makes yeah, sense. Sure. By the way, quick side note, I just rewatched the movie Galaxy Quest. Yeah. That is a fun movie. Oh, yeah. I think. Tim and, Allen and Sigourney. Weaver. Yeah, Sigourney is so hot in that show. Yeah, she is. <sighs> I just And it's just fun. You know, it's just, I know it's from the 90s. That's just a fun movie. Anyway, what would you say the number one sources that you think people should check out if they're like dude you're fucking crazy there's no ufos uaps there's none of that stuff what would where would you send them a couple things top hand or top um well i would watch the bob lazar incident deal on you Mm -hmm. know the bob lazar thing on netflix that special um podcast ufo tom willis the guy he's actually (coughs) um antiques roadshow yeah he's an art art appraiser He's got a he's got a pretty decent podcast, but he's he throws political stuff in there sometimes that I you know I think you should probably avoid that. But that's a pretty de- decent source. Um, the debrief, it's a website. Okay. Tim McMillan is the guy. I, I don't know if he's a ex Air Force or I know he was a cop. Okay. And, um, then that to the Stars Academy has a, a their website has a lot of good info on it too. All right. And I know, like I said, Joel Rogan has had some very interesting guests. Yeah. I just don't know the George names Knapp, of them. George Knapp, has, he's got a website that has a lot yeah. of interesting stuff. Um, Jeremy Corbell, he does a, he's the one that actually produced that um, Bob Lazar, um, that Netflix special. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Call. He's the one that did that. But there's there's a lot of a lot of good information out there if you if you research it. You know. The truth is out there. Yeah, it hey, is, it is. <laughs> what don't you, uh, Doctor Ed? Any any final thoughts on UFOs or UAPs, which is a new word I learned, and I guarantee half the people listening 
Didn't know what a UAP was. Yeah. I don't. I can't guarantee that, but I'm going to. No, I, I mean, I just think you have to keep an open mind to anything. I think yeah. one of the problems we have in our society is, is, I think knowledge clouds people's ability to think mm. or open their minds because what happens is sometimes they they think their knowledge is everything, and they it kind of narrows their view of things. So right. now they got a perspective that's based on this knowledge, and sometimes you got to you got to think, hey, you know probably a super high probability well I know it is a high probability we don't know everything yeah we only know a small amount of things I mean that's where they get the idea of thinking outside the box which is yep. cliche but it really is true well it is because what you, know? you do when you think outside the box you change your perspective so everybody yeah. trains you and teaches you this one perspective and you learn that but that doesn't mean that one perspective is the only way you should think about things I like the words I remember when I learned in college what uh, paradigm shift is and the example they gave was, uh, have you heard that term, paradigm shift? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't want to put you on the spot, but do you know what it means when you have a paradigm shift? Because uh, I'll tell you the story about... Help, help me out here. Okay, this is the, exactly, because I had one of those lofty words. and What it was, some country in Africa, when we do a marathon here, but they're like 25, 27 miles, whatever, the Boston Marathon. Over there, they run 100 miles. They start at one place, and they, it's like running from here to Marquette. And that, for me, was my paradigm shift where I realized I was looking at everything in this certain set, and I really had to ex- expand what it was. So I think paradigm shifts are amazing, which is why, and I think if you guys have time, I kind of want to do a part two, not necessarily of this, but of uh, I kind of want to do a thing about kind of based on the, the paradigm shift and with the election stuff coming up, I have more questions because I've really been thinking about what you said about it's not Democrats, it's progressives. Like, that's been ringing through my head a lot. You know what I mean? So we're probably going to wrap this one up. If you guys have time, we're going to, we'll talk about it. I'm going to go pee. And, uh, <laughs> and then we'll talk about it more. But all right, let me see. How we, last time I felt bad because uh, we went over the uh, limit and it just ended up cutting you off. This time we're at 46 minutes. It's perfect. So give people a... Uh, you know, we can actually say goodbye be, this time. That would so. be an hour for a TV show with commercials and shit. Oh, yeah. Yeah, easy. Yeah. So, all right, we're going to wrap this one up. We'll talk to you guys in a little bit.